Good day, dorks, and welcome in to Lords of Dorktown, a podcast all about anime, cartoons, and video games. I'm your host, Philip, and the dork joining me tonight. It's the long-awaited return of the cartoon cunt himself. It's Tyo. How you doing, brother? Yeah, pretty good. It was nice, nice vibes listening to that intro track. I'm like, ah, yes. Mate, back in-person recording. It feels like, fuck, I feels like I never get to record in person anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were supposed to do a bunch of recordings like two weeks ago and then you had to isolate. Yeah, that was really fun. That was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) Watching you isolate. Yeah. With a seven-year-old and a small dog. Fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just massive, massive fuck that. But we're not here to fuck spiders, mate. We're here to get fucking into this because I've been watching a new volleyball anime and I need to talk about it. (laughs) Because if I don't talk about it, um, I'm going to explode. So I uh, recently, after finishing the third season of Kurasano uh, Kuroko's Basketball, which is a basketball anime that I'm very fond of, uh, the third season was very good. Um, I ran out of uh, sports anime to watch, and I found this uh, series called 2.43 uh, Sanin High School Volleyball Team. Okay. What the fuck is that title? <laughs> so 2.43 is a reference to the height of the net of volleyball men's teams. Oh, I wish it you is could a see my spe- cringe. <laughs> it is a specific... Um, it is a um, specific reference to the height that they have it at for competitions. Competition height for a volleyball net is 2.43 centimetres instead of the standard 2.4. Oh, wow. I know. I Like, yeah. But 2.43 centimetres. <laughs> 2.43 metres, I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 2.43, this high school volleyball team. It is probably one of the most homoerotic things I've ever watched. It's, uh, yeah, and that's coming from you. Yeah, so, yeah. that's it's a lot. But um, basically, it centers, centers around uh, two childhood friends that get uh, separated when they're when they're like in I think kindergarten or like middle school. No, I think they're in middle school, like young. Yeah. When they're young, like like before teenagers, they get separated. Uh, one goes moves away to the city, and then in middle school, one of them comes back. So uh, Kimichi Hajima comes back and and to see uh, Yuno. Korobu. I'm pronouncing all of that wrong. Yeah. But that, that's standard. Anyway, <laughs> these two get reunited back in middle school, and one of them is a prodigy volleyball player, and the other one is a prodigy just when it comes to physical strength. He's very tall, he's very athletic, he's very muscular, but he cracks under pressure. And it's about these two coming together to and a bunch of other ragtag guys to form a, a championship volleyball team. Do they all come together on the volleyball? I in all the fan fiction I wrote, they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason I want to talk about this series, and um, it's it's kind of wild, but in the twelve episodes uh, this series has in it, there's only twelve episodes out. They cover some gnarly topics. So it is revealed that uh, Kim, uh, Kim, uh, Kimichi Hajima. Kick him on. Yeah, anyway. Soy sauce. That guy. He, he was kicked out. All, he left his Tokyo volleyball team after he 
uh, quote unquote, bullied another player so bad that they attempted suicide, which is heavy as shit. But then it turns out that, uh, spoiler alert, by the way, for 2.43, uh, just skip ahead like a minute, but it turns out <laughs> that he, the rest of his team was sick of him being such a, um, such like a Nazi about, you know, technique about volleyball. That they convin- convinced one of their teammates to pretend to commit suicide in a way to get him to leave the team. Wow. That it's insane. And when it happens in the show, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like yeah. this is in between like long lingering shots of them just staring at each other over a volleyball court. Like it is. Shirts off? Oh yeah, of course. No, they're, they're, they're <laughs> shirts on. Um, so there, there's a lot of things going on in this series, but it has some of the best sound design I've ever seen. Um, I uploaded a clip to the uh, Instagram Lords of Dorktown this week where it was just like one scene from there of um, one of the main characters doing a spike, which is just a standard hit the ball down on the yeah. other player's court. Um, but the sound design for it all is fantastic. The sound of him hitting the ball, the sound of the ball hitting the floor and then ricocheting off, all of it is just, it's it's <laughs> fucking so good. And it hits that perfect little sweet spot for me where it's, you know, a sports anime, um, it's boy lovey, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know why I like it. I really, I, it, I think I do. So do I, but <laughs> I think I'm not ready to admit it yet, but we'll just move on. Um, is there anything that's been getting it for you lately? Um. Um, re-watched Lord of the Rings um, for like the hundred millionth time. Yeah, it's coming up to Christmas, which means I get to re-watch Harry Potter soon. Yeah, sick. And unfortunately, on Netflix, they don't have the extended editions. <laughs> and I don't know where my USB full of the extended editions. They're probably corrupted files now. Yeah. But, you know, I'm only missing out on like a, essentially a whole other movie. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> There's like, what, three hours or three? Two and a half hours or something like that of extended footage. I think more than... It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It makes sense. They don't even have the whole fucking, like... I forgot that, like, you don't get to see um, fucking Saruman die in... You don't you don't see him die in Not the, in the extended... In just the yeah, standard, standard cinematic... just s- director's? Cinematic cut. Yeah, yeah, he just stops existing. That's so, crazy. Yeah, oh, they defeat the... The ends defeat Isengard. Oh... Uh, all done. Yeah. And no I think... Bombadillon, yeah. I think <sighs> those DVDs and maybe Star Wars DVDs without the new special effects are the only <laughs> DVDs worth holding on to these days. Yeah. Like, I think I've got, like... There's a DVD shelf to my left and everything on there except for Avatar The Last Airbender I would happily throw out today. <laughs> this is yeah. just DVDs. I just don't need them. Yeah. Um... And I've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender because yeah. it's on Amazon Prime, I think it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they took it off Netflix, but it's on Prime. Man, speaking of stuff that they took off Netflix, they also took off Haikyuu, which is another volleyball anime, but I'm still fucking... That's <laughs> all I want to talk about is fucking... <laughs> <sighs> which is... this. I reckon this is the first time in my life I've actually noticed when Netflix has gotten rid of stuff, and it seems to be <laughs> happening a lot of, a lot of times. Yeah. Aside from that... Um, Critical Role and the Dungeon Dudes are getting it a lot. Shout out to the Dungeon Dudes. Yeah. If you're into D&D, look up the Dungeon Dudes on Netflix, uh, Netflix on YouTube. Dungeon Dudes. <laughs> and it's just like, just watch a day, two days disappear. Just so much time has disappeared with the Dungeon Dudes for me. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, I've been watching their um, Shadows of Drakenheim campaign as well yeah. as a bunch of critical role stuff because we've been playing D. We've been playing D. We've been playing a lot of D. In fact yeah. I was even 
talking to uh, past guests of the show, Courtney from the Loser Cartoon Podcast, because they're playing D&D as well. Yeah. So uh, it feels like all I've been doing is D&D lately. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you're it's running two campaigns. So that's I'm running cool. two campaigns and yep. two podcasts now. Also, go check out What's Your Obsession podcast that me and friend of the show, Callum, have launched over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's a bunch of fun. An episode came out today about uh, KFC and dehumidifiers. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> Did he talk about fans? We've already done an episode okay, of fans, yeah. yeah. I, fi- I figured that yeah. would have to be the case, yeah. It turns out Callum's uh, obsessions are uh, white appliances, just like white good appliances, yeah. and my obsessions are anything that's going to kill me. So <laughs> K- KFC and skating. Uh. Good fun. Uh, but we should rip into the main topic for today, a topic that I'm incredibly excited to uh, talk about. We teased it a little bit last week. But we are reviewing Inside Job, the Netflix series. I do have a little intro queued up here. Have you ever wondered who really runs the world? Everything you know is a lie. And the people who are really in control are... Jesus, can we turn on the lights for once? Ah, Some of us have hangovers, all right? (sighs) Our office manages every conspiracy in the world. Can you manage to show up on time? Reagan Ridley. You are so smart, but your people skills. Whoop. Everyone remember to do time cards. Time cards. That's why I brought in someone to co-lead the team. Red Hand, thrilled to be serving whoever gives me approval. You're just some yes man. Yes man. These people are trying to push you out of the company just like you did to me. Dad, you weren't pushed out. You were fired. You almost exposed the deep state because you wanted a ride to Wetzel's Pretzels. You're lucky I called the snipers off. Gary, no. No. Ha ha. Save it for stand-up night, Gary. I know that I could make the world a better place. I didn't have to deal with all of this. The drone drone! What the hell? Are you all high? What was that? Oh, God. Wake up, sheeple! Welcome to Inhuman Resources. I'm Mr. Mothman. I'm a Mothman. Getting kind of sick of all the feedback on my personality. I've worked my whole life for this job, and I run the shit out of this office. But HR was right about one thing. I am difficult. Reagan! Reagan! <laughs> Suck my dick! So that's it. Netflix, uh, the Netflix original series Inside Job. Uh, what an amazing series. From the creators, Alex uh, Hitchens and uh, Shion Takauchi. Isn't it? Hirsch. Hirsch. That's probably how you pronounce it. I'm pretty sure it, it is. is. I think we've we've already talked about it. Since. I th- think we have too. Alex Hirsch. You anyway. Know, the guy who brought us Gravity Falls. Yeah, that's why that name is so familiar. <laughs> and yet I still pronounce it wrong. <laughs> what did you say? Hitches. Uh, hitches. There's there's a yeah. From the creators of Gravity Falls, Rick and Morty and the Marvelous uh, Misadventures of Flapjack. So this dude Flapjack. has done this dude has done uh, probably two of my all-time favorite series now. Uh, this and Gravity Falls, two I would say almost flawless animated series. Your flapjack's amazing too. You still haven't. Got yeah, I still haven't. I've been got preaching the shit out you of have flapjack been. since you have the been. beginning of this. I know. I sh- I do need to watch it, but we're not here to talk about flapjack. We're here to talk about Inside Job. Uh, what an amazing series, starring some absolute. Like bosses when it comes to voice acting, we got Lizzie Chaplin as uh, Reagan Ridley, uh, Clark Duke as Brett Hand, Andrew Daly as uh, Jr. Uh, John Mingolo as Glenn. I love that man. 
Yeah. If you can hear the rain, it's fucking hammering down here at the moment. Yeah, um, it's hammering down. Hopefully that doesn't come through. Uh, yeah, John DiMaggio as Did Glenn. You say John Mingolo. Oh, John DiMaggio. Uh, I'm pronouncing everything wrong. DiMaggio. Here. Yeah, amazing. DiMaggio. Bender. Jake. Yeah. That killer shark in um, es- Escape from Arkham, I think it is. Um, Fuck yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh man, I haven't thought about it, Escape from Arkham in ages. He's in. He's in fucking so much shit. Anytime there's a big beefy dude, mm. Joe DiMaggio. He's also in um, the English version of Princess Mononoke as well, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's in fucking everything. I reckon out of the voice cast we have, him and um, John DiMaggio and Clark Duke are probably stand out for me. Yeah. Because um. <clears throat> Clark Duke, I reckon, was like... Brett Hand is probably... The funniest character. Him and Reagan are probably the funniest characters in this series. Yeah. Um, fucking having Bobby Lee come in. I fucking love Bobby Lee. He's hilarious. Um, he's, he's Dr. Andrew. Or do, the the drug Oh, doctor. yeah, Bobby Lee. Yeah. Bobby Lee yeah. is a comedian, uh, um, podcast host, fucking awesome dude. He's sober now, but he lived a crazy drug-fueled life, and it's just awesome to see him, like, play this drug addict and the whole sobering up thing that he does. That's really great. That's in the Flat Earth episode, which yeah, is my big flat maybe, Earth wedding. My, maybe my favourite episode in the series. Yeah. Um, there is a few things I do want to talk about uh, this series. I was, I was initially pretty nervous when I saw the trailer for this, you know, a series... Uh, built around uh, the the main concept being that we're following, you know, five people who run the deep state and that all conspiracy theories that you've ever heard are real and the government is trying to cover up everything. And, you know, the secret shadow government uh, not only exists, but also is incompetent and, a you know, a bureaucratic <laughs> nightmare. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed how they handled everything. I thought everything was done uh, f- uh, in a way where it was funny first not offensive first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything was everything was funny first and then, you know, whatever it needed to be second. But it felt like the funny always came first. Yeah, they set up, that's, as the same, I had a bit of reservations. It's like, oh, uh, you could try really, really hard with this whole oh, idea yeah. of like, oh, the shadow government and and putting in all this stuff. But they it just seemed like it was a really fun setting to tell a story. Such like, great world building from... It could have been... It's almost inconsequential that she is working for, like, this shadow government. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It's not, like, a, an overbearing thing. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's halfway through some episodes, and then they'll cut back to these triangle-headed, cloaked so figures. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what... That's this is what... Yeah, <laughs> that's the crux of the show. Um, yeah. I was initially very worried in the first episode when uh, they introduced Reagan and then they introduced her father, her drunken father... Um, Randy, Randy Ridley. Yeah, I was initial. Whose um, voice actor is Kristen Slater? By the way, amazing. Yeah. Um, I was initially worried that okay, so we're just doing like a Rick and Morty thing here. Is this what we're doing? The drunken old crazy professor and the young kind of naive person. But it, those roles are completely shattered. This is yeah. not a re- they. Although initially it feels very Rick and Morty, this is not a Rick and Morty archetype. No, they no break way. that mold so and quickly. Like, um, like Reagan's 
not lacking in any self-confidence. She's lacking in social skills, which is a similar thing to Morty, but, like, she's a boss bitch. Like, oh, yeah. She's getting shit done. She is uh, is a world-class inventor in her own right and, and yeah, leading this this group. And, yeah, I, I, I think it's fucking awesome. I think – and I just like the idea – Having like a sci-fi or a magic or something in these fun adult cartoons is just is a really easy way to um, produce comedy. Like yeah. You're like, oh, now I have a super fucking death ray or like whatever you want. I found, and also I found that the like not only like the the world that they've built around this is is so fun and imaginative. But also the the kind of little details that they put in everything where it's just, you know, um, the, the little storylines that they have, like, sewn throughout. Like, I loved every reference to uh, Tupac and Biggie living happily yeah. together. And there's so many references to Tupac and Three Park yeah. throughout the whole show. I fucking love it. Every time I heard a reference to Biggie and Tupac, I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like the- such an OG um, kind of... I was going to say myth, but it's conspiracy. Yeah. And the references to the reptiles and the flat earth oh. and the hollow earth. And like my favorite joke in the whole series is in that reptile, uh, the reptile episode, I think it's episode three, uh, where Reagan has to invent the fake hands to hug. Yeah. Uh, the joke where they're like the, the two lizard people are discussing how big of a year they've had. And the, they said, oh, it's been a big year for us. We got K. Rule and Smash. And I was like, I fucking lost it, man. That was the <laughs> funniest thing. Yeah. Just like a, a shadow government trying to organise getting K. Rule and Smash just tickled me so much. Um, yeah. The um, And just that whole bit with, like, from early on, this whole thing of Reagan not being able to hug and her social skills and all of that when it comes later on in the episode when they go inside Reagan's mind and you get to see the the damage that it's her so her trauma. dad had done. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like <laughs> it's it's really well set up from beginning to end. It's the it's a good character arc, like there's good development. Um she's a fun, relatable character. Like I think Yeah. I, yeah, I agreed. I and I like how we the whole series focuses around uh character development for just Reagan and maybe a little bit of Brett sprinkled in there, although yeah. I can't. He doesn't really have like a character arc to, so to speak. He just gets less naive, I guess, yeah, about the it's, whole thing. It's almost just a setup for a potential yeah. character arc. Yeah, um, and I, I love how we Reagan's the only character we get a, a real arc in because all the supplementary characters around her, like her her group, uh, is fantastic, and I don't want any of them to change. I want yeah, they're awesome. I, I like. <laughs> Every single one of them is, is, is fantastic. Glenn Dolphin, man, like that is the so only dumb. I love it. The only one um in that in their kind of group that I, I don't enjoy is the mushroom guy. And uh, that's just because he reminds me so much of Roger. No. Sorry. <laughs> A little blue mushroom thing. No. My my <laughs> fungus on your to, ass. to steal a joke from Australian comedian Nick Carr, my dick looks like a cow otter trying to push out a cherry tomato, which is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but um, yeah, kind of like Roger. Yeah, this yeah. like alien, like nihilistic, attention seeking party animal. Like, yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of Roger vibes in uh, in in. I can't even remember what his name is. 
I can't remember. The fungus guy. Yeah, the mushroom. Um, yeah, fuck nice. Magic Mike, a That's psychedelic it. mushroom-like <laughs> organism from a hive mind deep inside Hollow Earth with a dry, sarcastic demeanor and the ability to read people's minds. He does get some good comedic payoff when it comes to the mind reading. Him reading um, Reagan's mind during that My Big Flat uh, wedding. Yeah, My Big Flat Earth wedding. Is so funny. Play on My Big Fat Greek, Greek wedding. Greek wedding, yeah. I got that one. Uh, I still have never seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, neither have I. It's not my, it's not my jam. Um, but out of all the characters that we get introduced through uh, the series, did you have any that you uh, liked more than more than the rest or anyone that stuck out for you? Because I've, I've got two. I think the portrayal of Buzz Aldrin, the fake Buzz Aldrin, is yeah. amazing. <clears throat> and POTUS. Uh, Repotus, sorry. Yeah, I like, I was going to say, um, Repotus is my favourite. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm a big fan of someone trying to I- extinct all of humanity. I always, I always character. relate yeah. with that kind of a character. <laughs> um. Concerning to the guy sitting next to you in the room, but sure. We'll, <laughs> I'll move on. Yeah. Um, and I do like um, Dr. Andrew just because I, because I like Bobby Lee so much <laughs> and I can see how they – either directly writ the character for him or or and or allowed him to have a lot of sort of freedom with with the character. Lots of improvisation, yeah. you reckon? And yeah, his he improvs heaps. He's really funny. He's like his king of bullshit. So yeah, I just really like that they made this character for him. Yeah. I I would say he gets like he has some of the overall funniest bits like we keep going back to my big flat earth wedding but him sober him um his sober mind just like and the way he's like he comes down off the drugs where he just starts developing like ticks Tourette's he's just like anxiety he's just a nightmare of a sober human being which is such a, a such a fun idea Oh, and him and Mike are just trying to get into the orgies at the reptile. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's that's uh, episode three, Blue Bloods. Like, like this series only has ten episodes total. Um, and I would say every single one of them is an absolute banger, with the exception of Breakfast Club. Well, the Breakfast Club. I like the Breakfast I, Club. It was, I love... That's, my, that's the episode where I like Mike the most. That's the episode I hate him the most. I think he's <laughs> fucking unbearable. Yeah, that's why I like him the most is they wrote him so well that he's such a dick. He's such like, a dick. Yeah, and just this... The, there's just so many, like, fucking homages in... Or homages in that episode or all of these 80s films. Yeah, I think, like. I think I think I just have a general dislike for 80s pop culture. So I just hated it. You fucking 90s kid. I hate 80s pop culture. I fucking think it's the most tacky fucking bullshit. That's why it's good. Uh, I hate if, if another person tells me that Ghostbusters is an amazing movie, I'm going to fucking headbutt him. Like, no, but it's, it's good. It's trash. You like it for trash. Oh, I can't. I just can't do it. Like, I've had this argument with so many people. That it's like, everyone will be like, oh, 80s movies are the best. My fucking 80s movies suck dick. I can't stand them. Do you like, do you not like The Breakfast Club? <coughs> oh, I like parts of The Breakfast Club. I think the movie is vastly overrated. I think the last five minutes are pretty good. Oh. I know. I, I just, I, oh. I, I, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Nah. 
Oh. I know. I just, it's not, it's not my jam. What? Yeah. The goon, I think Goonies is fucking nightmare fuel. I just, I can't do it. Hey, eh? you go. I just can't. I, yeah. So I think maybe the only reason <laughs> that. It's sad because you would have been chained down. <laughs> no, that's Kurt. He was chained up. Yeah. Kurt was my chain, <laughs> the chained up brother. Um, yeah. I think that's the only reason I found episode five, the breakfast club. Um, not enjoyable and it's not like it wasn't enjoyable it's just i was just cringing a lot at it yeah i just like yeah magic mike is fucking abhorrent in that episode like it's fucking some bullshit that's and i reckon that's where he is written the most like roger from american dad yeah true like they're basically you could switch out their voice actors and you wouldn't notice the difference i I love roger i hate it american dad um, and I've said this before. I reckon American Dad is like the worst of those, like of that echelon of cartoons. What? It's the best. It's I watch it on worst. the reg. Nah, American Dad. Like I reckon it goes. It shits all over Family Guy. American Dad's way better. I reckon it goes. Um, Futurama. Yeah, Futurama. Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, they're they're different. And then <laughs> Family Guy. I feel like American Dad. Simpsons season, like up to season eight or so, sits away from everything else. After that, then I would rate it lower than American Dad. Well, I no, would rate see, season I, eighteen of Simpsons, even though I haven't, I don't fucking just picked a random number. Yeah, right? yeah, lower than I reckon. Um, American Dad. I reckon I've I've given this a lot of thought. If you take, if you take, okay. if you take, if you take the. All of Simpsons into account, the good and the bad, all of it. I still reckon those five or six amazing seasons are still good enough to outweigh the rest of the shit. But if it keeps going for maybe two more years, I reckon that scale's tipping. So I reckon it's got another two more years. And if it keeps putting out fucking dog shit content, wow. it'll tip down. You, wow, I didn't realise you felt this way. Well, just think about how good those six seasons of The Simpsons yeah, are. Yeah, they're think amazing. Th- they're they're absolutely beyond amazing. amazing. It's some I of think the... it's season five. It's, it's just like pure gems. It's like everything I... That was just me as a kid. It's like, ha yeah. Simpsons quote, Simpsons quote, Simpsons quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, there's like a, like a 40 episode run of Simpsons where every episode you look at and you're like, oh, this is one of the best episodes yeah, the, I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not even that, like you've got Treehouse from Horror in that in that era, yeah. uh, like the pinnacle of like montage episodes or like um, yeah. short storytelling episodes. And I it's, fucking love it. It left a big mark on culture. Like oh, yeah. You can't, no cartoon can do it. But again, like, yeah, like I totally agree. I rate Futurama higher. I was watching Futurama which is hard last night say. and um, the episode where uh, Professor invents the what-if machine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tears. Tears were streaming down my face. I was laughing that hard at some of the jokes. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah, it's fuck, awesome. I just want to talk about Futurama now. Yeah. Futurama rules, but we're not talking about Futurama. Although... We do have an episode that's quite similar to Futurama in this series where uh, episode eight, Buzzkill, where they go to the moon, which was very reminiscent to me of the first where episode. Where whalers on the moon, we, we carry, carry our harpoons, but, but there ain't no whales, so we sing our whales and sing our whaling tunes. Yeah. God, I fucking love that show. Yeah. God, it's so fucking good. I know, it's awesome. Still a Futurama episode. Yeah, fuck yeah. We're not uh, we're scrapping this episode. Inside Job is fucking, it's great, but it's whatever. It's amazing, it's Let's awesome. Let's talk about Watch Futurama. It. Yeah, but Futurama. Um, <laughs> uh, but what no. else has been good? Um, 
the last ever Adventure Time came out, Wizard City. It's oh. also Adventure Time Distant Lands. Let's I've put a pin it. in that because I do want to talk about that. Um, but yeah, so episode eight, Buzzkill, uh, the episode where they are off to the moon to visit the, um, colony that was set up by Buzz Aldrin and the other first astronauts, uh, a free love and sex community. Um, then the U S government had to then fake the moon landing, hire a crisis actor to play Buzz Aldrin and now that they are revisiting the moon, they have to get rid of the crisis after Buzz Aldrin. Um, all of this is great. Yes, Everything around good, this is amazing. Such a good take on the moon landing being fake conspiracy yes. theory. Like it's such a nice, we've had the, oh, the Nazis live on the dark side of the moon or the moon's fake or it's hollow or they never went up there or anything like that. No, they went there. It became a lunar sex cult and that's why they had to fake it. Yeah. But like, what a what a Chekhov's gun to the setting up of the the Nazis on the dark side of the moon, and then just never introducing them. Yeah, because like it was like it was the first thing they say. They're like, oh, don't go over there. That's where the the Nazis of the moon go. I was like, radio. That's going to be our villains for the episode. And yeah. even then, like you see a car crash into the the lunar um kind of camp, I suppose you could call it the lunar colony. And you're like, oh, that's the 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 Nazis coming to it, but it's just um, Reagan's father. And it's just like they just never they never met the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that because that's like it's an overplayed conspiracy. Yeah. And the same with the whole hollow Earth. Like, oh yeah, the Earth's hollow. You don't really. They don't really bother nah. with that. That's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of this whole. <clears throat> sorry, I got a really shitty throat at the moment. This whole shadow government conspiracy thing is <clears throat> inconsequential. Yep. <clears throat> like it's 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 there and it's fun to pull on a, a bit every now and again when they when they're using it to drive plot points or to have a gag, but they're not leaning on it as a crutch the whole time. Yep. Like it 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 really could have been something else. Yeah, exactly. I found I found the uh, a range of conspiracies that they uh, tend to focus on were conspiracies that I think are interesting and less harmful. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I, like I, there were, I was shocked when there was zero COVID mentioned. COVID is not mentioned throughout the whole series, which yeah. I think is ballsy. Yeah, I think they did that intentionally. They played with the old classics and they they stayed away from anything that's too. Mm. Hot no Trump and all of that. No yeah. Trump, no COVID, no, none of the big new, no emails, no sex dungeons in pizza, yeah, pizza basements, yeah. none of that shit. Yeah, they just, they kept it with the classics, which I think was really, really smart and, and effective. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was amazing. The animation was fucking awesome. In the second episode where all of the clones are like oh, getting was- morphed together. And that's the thing. I watch a lot of corridor crews, like VFX artists and animator artists, like react to like. I really like to pick apart where CG is used and what's hand drawn and where the transitions are and stuff. So hard for me to tell. I think they did it on that big Akira style fucking sludge monster. Yeah. Okay. And I think they maybe did it uh, like particle simulations on some of the smoke that they do. But it's like they must do a good like a pass or two over the top of it to fix it. It's fucking amazing. It's really well animated. It's the, the smoke is beautifully flowing, the flesh tones mm. and, and um, amalgamation creature that they made was awesome. Like I think 
it's really well animated as well too. I, it, it's awesome. Yeah, agreed. That that episode, episode two, Clone Gunman has a really, really good line in it too, where um, Brett asks Reagan uh, describes the 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 clone globe. He's like, it's like, uh, have you seen Akira? And Reagan's like, yes, anime is very relevant right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, very good. That's such a good note. And like it, to reference the thing that you're referencing is is I always find it funny. It's like that thing where. Um, I think it's an old Family Guy bit where where they mention the title of the movie in the show, which they do in this episode too. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is I think is in episode with the 007 dude, um, yeah. Ghost Protocol, another great episode. Yeah, I I like that. The they just be a bit meta to to be like, yeah, we are like mm. this is a thing, and it's I I think that's a good way to do it. It's better than pretending like you didn't reference or pay homage yeah. or, or take from an idea is yeah getting a bit meta is always good i think it was i think it was interesting too that um although we said it just before that they didn't go into like any current conspiracies or anything that's you know too new but they were still willing to stick the absolute boot into jeff bezos they fucking stick the boot in so hard. Fuck yeah. Again, in one of the most referenced episodes this fucking episode my big flat uh, earth wedding they stick the boot into fucking Bezos so fucking hard. Oh, I think they did. Oh, that's. I don't even think it's hard enough. I think they did an accurate portrayal of what. It's just like Bezos is like every line out of your, his mouth is fucking a, the worst thing anyone has ever said. It's so good. And I think they did all right by playing it. Like they could have made him I'm over monster. the top. Yeah, yeah, but they just played it like real middle of the road, and you're like, oh, that's too fucking real. Yeah, it like, fucking yeah. stings. Uh, like the line about him uh, having to pee in a bottle and unfair work conditions and yeah. stuff like that. It's just like so brutal. And yeah. just the the absolute uh, hissy fit he uh, cracks when he finds out that he's the second richest person in the world. It yeah, sucks. he's not getting killed first. That's so yeah. good. Yeah, fuck that cunt. Like, yeah, fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah, it's, it's it's so morally fucked up to be making people work for so little wages under such shitty co- um qual- conditions and earning fuck tons of money. You fuck f- that shit. you forget though, Tyo. He did that so he could go to space. I mean, isn't that a worthy sacrifice? Wow, millions of people he suffering so Shat- he can go to he space. Take Shatner up there. That is pretty good, though. I'll yeah. give him that one. He did all right. Yeah, recovering alcoholic offered him some champagne afterwards. That's fucking... <laughs> He's just like... This might completely derail the the uh, the podcast, but I've been scrolling through a fuck ton of Reddit, just like a fuck ton of anti-work, a fuck ton of just like eat the rich kind You're of... Becoming a socialist. Oh, it's... No, but also kind <laughs> of like it's fucked, hey? Um. I also listened to like a four-hour podcast uh, about um, Soviet, the Soviet Union, and I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, okay, so maybe communism isn't the right way." And then I was like, "Maybe socialism." I was just, a, but anyway, um, <laughs> the amount just Everyone watching from America just stop. I know it's <laughs> the amount of um, um, well, watching the ultra wealthy talk and have interviews. And how completely disconnected they are from just any fragments of reality oh, is yeah, mind blogging. It <clears throat> blows my mind. Yeah, you could have a hundred million dollars and be closer to being homeless than being Jeff Bezos. You yeah. could have a billion dollars and be closer to being homeless than being Jeff Bezos. It's 
like one million seconds is like 12 days. One billion seconds is 37 years. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like uh, people don't really comprehend. It's so hard to. That, that's such an ex- like such a large number that it stops being normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. If a grain of rice is like $10,000, this motherfucker has like a... Like, fucking 20 kilos of rice. It's fucking It's crazy. It's nuts. Jeff Bezos sucks. Yeah. Pay your fucking taxes. Yeah. Um, But moving on to brighter topics, the um, (laughs) two-part ending. (laughs) Fucking Soviet unions. Mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get fucking real socialist soon, I reckon. It's getting fucking grim, hey? Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) finishing up on the the two-part... Cliffhanger for the the series uh, with the episodes Mole Hunter and Inside Reagan, uh, great episodes. I yeah, thought fucking awesome. The Mole Hunter episode had some awesome stuff with the Oprah character. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> Jr. and Oprah, Oprah walking through that maze together. I could have watched a whole episode of that. Yeah, I loved every second of it. Yeah, Oprah's a ruthless bitch. O- Oprah's fucking stone cold. <laughs> Um, and also the inside Reagan stuff is fucking horrific. Yeah. It's so horrific. And how well it is set up throughout the, yeah. like the rest of the series with the relationship with her dad and her mom. Well, I think Barrow's introduced in the first episode, like in like the first couple of minutes of the first episode, maybe. Yeah. Um, and also like, yeah, Reagan not being able to hug, like we mentioned, that's, you know, comes up in Blue Bloods, the third episode. Uh, you get to see all the intimacy, intimacy issues in the fourth episode with Sex Machina. You know, um, again, she deals with intimacy issues in the Breakfast Club. Like, right, we literally see Reagan change through every episode and get a little bit stronger. Yeah. And then we spend the whole tenth episode just wondering, like, looking at why she has so much trauma, and it is, it is fucked. Yeah. Uh, like it's not in those final episodes, but the there's like a cold open. I think it's episode five or seven, maybe. Um, where uh, child Reagan brings in four turtles that she's been exposing to radiation. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you think it's going to be a touching moment where, where her dad's going to give her a bit of praise, but he's just like, no, you you just gave those... You just sh- I think the line is you just Chernobyl their insides, <laughs> which is, like, such a fucking brutal line. Yeah. And, and they do target practice on the pet turtles outside. Like, it's fucking so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really well done, beautifully animated, like, great characters, great plot lines. I love even that Mothman is their oh. inhuman resources. <laughs> and that they I'm have Moth these man. I'm a Mothman. <laughs> they have the Easter Island head dudes yeah, rocking around for no fantastic. reason. And like yeah, just there's so much like I can't wait to watch it again for a third time and pick even more background shit out because there's just so much going on in the background. I think there's a line in like the first episode or the second episode where everything in in uh, uh, Cognito Inc., which is a f- great name for a company, yeah. by the way, uh, everything in Cognito Inc. is going to shit and the janitor looks up at the Mayan calendar and he says, oh, wait, it ends today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fucking hell. It like actually gave me a flashback to living in the year 2012 and being pretty convinced for like six months that the world was going to end. Ah. Uh. I was pretty convinced. That was the year after I finished high school and I was like, well, you know, 
I finished high school, so if it all ends now, it's fine. <laughs> Fuck. You're like, yeah, I definitely peaked. Yeah, everything's done, you know. I finished high school. I got a girlfriend. I had sex. We're, we're done here. I can clock out, right? Yeah. It's all over. God. I got passing marks on my drama IP. <laughs> it's all good. I fucking nailed my individual performance for my year 12 drama class. Thank you. I fucking smashed it. I did a retelling of the popular Shakespearean play. It was fucking douchey. But anyway. Um, hipster. Oh, no. Hipster, hipster before it was hipster. Yeah. I did part of um, Snatch where Rick Top talks about feeding bodies to pigs. I don't even. I, I, I had no reference to any of those words. Oh I know what God. pigs is. <laughs> I knew that one. Snatch. It's directed by Guy Ritchie. It's one of the best films ever. I don't. Stars Brad Pitt, Jason Statham. Um, Is it animated? No. Well, then we're not talking about it. I don't. Yeah, I've man. I I have (laughs) massive Shakespeare animated. I have my. (laughs) 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 I have massive blind spots when it comes to movies. I haven't actually watched that many, that much uh, film. I know a lot of people are like big movie snobs, but that's not me. That's to me, yeah. <laughs> I don't watch movies. I do watch series. Now, do uh, you watch hentai? I don't do that Sammy regularly. Jackson does. I don't do it <laughs> often. Um, <laughs> if you were to give an overall score to Inside Job, the 2021 uh, original Netflix series, where would you fall? How's it? How's it falling between between like a uh, what's a really good between like a Big Mouth. And um, what's another? Where does Big Mouth sit on your scale? Big Mouth is like I think Big Mouth is one of the one of the best comedic Netflix series that have come out. Okay, I haven't watched the last season though. I'm um, I got like a few episodes into season three and got bored. But like I think Big Mouth would be probably one of the best Netflix series at the moment. Yeah, I I like it. Probably the most successful. It's Definitely run the longest or close to the longest. But like between like a big mouth and a close enough, like two, a series that like close enough is a series that I, I really yeah. enjoyed. Um, I fucking love close enough. But I think this is better. I think, I think this is better just because it has a better kind of, uh, I think it has a better plot to pull it through. Oh, Yeah. See, they're so different to me to say one is better or the other because, like, Close Enough is really fun and it's got the, like, 11-minute episodes. Mm. Like, so it's two episodes per Very bite-sized. Yeah, it's really bite-sized. <laughs> they follow the same, the, like, regular show format that I like where uh, things start to get absurd pretty quickly and... Escalates and, yeah. Yeah. But... Again, there's not much real. You don't need character development, and it sort of does the story loop where any development just comes full circle and the characters reset again. Yeah. Where I feel like this is more real, like there's much more uh, movement, like room to move and grow mm. in close enough. Um, but, yeah, I think I'd, I'd place it up pretty high with, like, yeah, um, inside job with close enough, I think. They're, they're too different for me to say one's better yeah. than the other, but... But yeah, they're both fucking rock. I think like this 
Inside Job has a seven point uh, seven point seven star rating on IMDb out That's of ten. Fucking crazy. Which uh, it feels really low to me. Yeah. It really does because like I'm looking at this. Big Mouth got a seven point nine. Uh, Final Space got an eight point four, which I think is wild. Yeah, I've heard a couple people tell me how amazing Final Space is. I like, hated the first episode with such a passion. Yeah, I think I watched the episode in half and I was like. Pfft. Hey, I've been it. told you've got to get through three episodes. Fuck me. And, like, I'm a big one for, like, three episode minimum. Yeah. But, like, fuck, if a show's bad enough to make me turn off um, in that first episode. But, like, 7.7 feels low. And, like, like Rick and Morty sits at a 9.2 star rating. And, that like, I can get that. But I feel like a show like this has – it doesn't have the, the large fandom behind it. It doesn't have the large number of episodes behind it. Like, Rick and Morty's on to season five now. Yeah, but this is like comparable with Rick and Morty back in the day. Season one, when this I was to season it when one it was first coming out. Yeah, like season one of Inside Job to season one of Rick and Morty are very similar. Like not in the way of storyline, but similar in the way that we see character progression. They're engaging. They're funny. They kind of twist the genre on its head a little bit. Yeah, they go in places where you wouldn't expect it. Because like if we got, if we heard the premise of this, like the the brief one line premise of of Inside Job, uh, I think they've got got it here. Uh, four employees of the deep state. Uh, conspiracies aren't just theories; they're fact, and keeping them secret is a full time job. Like with that brief description, you could come up with a lot of boring shit. Yeah, bloody oath. And even when I first saw the trailer come up, I was like, eh. Like we'll see how it is. What made me watch it was Bobby Lee. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I really like Bobby Lee. He's funny. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, this is fucking great. Like, yeah. Yeah, it hits and the it whole hits. folding the note. And it says, it says boobs. Like, so yeah. Good. It's so good. Uh, a character we haven't really spoke. Uh, I'll just I'll finish up what I was going to say. Um, yeah, I think o- overall I'd give this series like a, a solid like nine out of ten maybe. Like, yeah, I was I th- thinking like eight and a half. Easy. It's it's fucking it's really solid. The animation solid, the voice acting solid, the the world building solid, the storytelling solid. I think the only thing that the only negative I I could say was just I found yeah Magic Mike kind of really grating. Um and That's why I liked him. <laughs> yeah, I, he was just fucking too much. He did my fucking head in. Um, yeah, that, that's about the only negative I can say. Uh, there's just there's so many good things, but a character that I do want to quickly talk about uh, is Glenn Dolphman. Um, so he's a half human, half dolphin hybrid that was a result of a genetic experiment, which was done by Glenn in the Cold War. In the Cold War, Glenn was the one that did it. We get that little bit of trivia in in an episode later down the track. Um, what a nightmare. <laughs> his fucking scenario So good, man. But his his dolphin squeaks, I think are some of the like best timed like sound bites in the whole series. And it's he's such an unfortunate looking character. Oh, like he's so ugly. Yeah, and the way that his fucking tail like makes his pants hang down in his ass. Looks like he's got like, a shit in his... Like it's just when you used to wear skinny jeans, it was very remnant of that in my fuck mind. Fuck, it kind of is too. <laughs> yeah. <man>. That's rough. <laughs> And just like when him and Brett switch bodies and he's like, um, just, just quickly, uh, is the, the blowhole supposed to hurt? He's like, yeah, it's a fucking hole in your head. Of course it's going to hurt. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you live like in constant agony. Yeah. Huh. Oh, the little mouse. The little mouse in the studio. Oh, it's going up the wall. Fucking, you shouldn't be able to do that. That's 
terrifying. <laughs> Just uh, watching a mouse climb a wall. Anyway. It's a brick wall, bro. He climbed the corner of a brick wall. It's not that hard to I do. I don't like the fact that I know that they can get up now. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the whole skin's itchy. Let's move on. Um, inside job. Great. Nine from me, nine out of ten from you, eight point five out of ten for uh, for Tayo. Now you mentioned Adventure Time. I want to circle back onto this just before we start wrapping up. So Adventure Time's officially that's it. They're done. Yeah. So what happened? Was this uh, the, the like the series end or the was series, there a movie? The or? series ended with like essentially a movie length episode. Okay, so like um, kind of Steven Universe style. Um, I assume so. Yeah, I've still yeah. not got around Steam okay. Universe, but now they've just released. I think it was like three or four, um, distant lands. They called it, which were like hour long, um, like episodes, like afterwards set. They were just about like about the characters. It's just sort of enriching the universe. But yeah, yeah okay. like Adventure Time finished, and I cried my eyes out, and it was amazing, and it was beautiful, and. So without without spoilers, were were you happy with the conclusion of Adventure Time? Did you feel like the narrative had run its course and yes, it, it ended in a satisfying place for all the characters? Yeah, like the ending of regular show was fucking great and mm. really epic, but there was less regular show. And again, they started to get like you could see they were kind of like, oh, we're sort of running out of shit to do. Um, but Adventure Time was amazing from from start to finish and that final episode, everything you wanted to happen happened. You, like, everything you didn't want to happen but were worried did was done well, like, it, uh, fantastic. Fucking fantastic. The The fact that I know it's got an end now makes me want to watch it because yeah. <laughs> now that I know that I can theoretically finish it, like, I'd skip yeah. the first three or four seasons of Adventure Time. Yeah. I've seen most of that. I think... Probably just do the first three, I'd say. Because I think the last time I saw Adventure Time, uh, Jake had lost his green... Lost his vine arm. Finn. Yeah, Finn had lost his vine arm. Um, um, he got it pollinated by a bee. Oh, breezy, yep. Um, yeah. His dad came back. Oh. Um, yeah, so I think that's where I left off. So how many seasons after that do I have to finish? That's pretty towards the end there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of arc with his arm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man, when his dad leaves him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I don't, surprisingly don't do too well with anything to do with dad's leaving. <laughs> Wouldn't know what that was all about. <laughs> don't have any past trauma there, do I? No. <laughs> Fuck me dead. Uh, Annie Hoosville. I don't have anything left to say. Let's pull up stumps here. Yeah. I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. absolutely fantastic having you back in, Tyo. Yeah, it's good to be back in. I'm keen to do it. We got fucking plenty we still need to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're going to have some episodes coming out soon covering, I think we're going to do a Cora series coming up soon that yeah, I've been working on that I'm pretty excited about. I'm waiting for that. Uh, also, we've got a bunch more collabs coming down the track, so stay tuned for that. And as I mentioned earlier, make sure you check out um, Lords of Dorktown on Instagram. And you can send what's your obsession? What's your obsession pod as well. Check that out with me and Cal. It's my uh, brother. It's been fucking sick having you here, Tyo. You too, bro. You want to sign us off there, brother? Keep it doggy. You.